Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms, through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to our show. My name is Deborah Rose, and I'm your host on Circle Talk. Circle Talk is one of the shows featured on CSNP, Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. CSNP has a lineup of rotating shows during each month. Mondays feature Lunatic Mondays with host Laura Gonzalez. She alternates weeks in English and Spanish. It can't be Tuesday without Circle Talk, and I continue to be the host for this fun discussion show on the first and third Tuesday of each month. Wednesdays features Nature Spirituality with none other than Selena Fox. Are you in the mood for some magic? Then you'll want to tune in on Thursday for Moon Magic with Jeanette and David Ewing. The third Friday of each month features Blue Marble, Eco-Restorative, Eco-Activism, and an Eco-Spirituality podcast. We have such a fun and informative lineup of shows, and we at CSNP hope that you try them all. Celebrate the full moon each month online with Circle Sanctuary Community. The next full moon circle is Healing Herbs on Tuesday, July 12th. Full moon circle rituals are held on or near the night of the full moon and are live streamed to the Circle Sanctuary YouTube channel. Full moon circles begin at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, and 1 a.m. next day UTC. Full moon circles include invocations, music, meditation, poetry, reflection, and ritual workings. They are facilitated by Selena Fox and other members of the Circle Sanctuary community. Those joining online are invited to bring a candle to Kindle during the ritual and are invited to interact with others in the chat on YouTube. For more information, go to www.circlesanctuary.org. In these turbulent times, keeping a sense of positivity can seem like an unattainable feat. Tonight on Circle Talk, we'll be talking with author Lisa Wagner about her book, Positive Pagan, which will show you techniques to create a core of positivity that will improve your magical practice and life. Lisa Wagner is a Pathos Pagan blogger, blog witch indeed, and the maven of the mystical curation of the Wanded Earth Metaphysical Shop. Presented workshops at Mystic South, Sacred Space Conference, the Rhoda Psychic Expo. She's an ordained pagan priestess and minister and a certified Reiki master in both UC and Celtic traditions. In addition to her co-hosting duties at the podcast, Mystic Tea, she's also contributed to the anthologies, The Witch's Altar, My Wandering Uterus, and The Queens of the Quill. For more information, go to www.lisawagner.com. And I know there's several of you, because you reach out to me, that like signed copies of books. Well, if you want a signed copy, you can go to her Etsy shop. It's Positive Pagan. That's www.etsy.com backslash shop backslash Positive Pagan. 
Remember, her website is www.lisawagner.com, and you can find all kinds of links and information about her, including her Positive Pagan merchandise. Welcome, Lisa, to Circle Talk. How are hey, you? Hey, thank you for having day? me. I am good. Are you keeping? Are you keeping? <laughs> are you keeping cool? It's really, really hot out there. Yeah, it's actually cool where I live. I live in Western North Carolina, so we've had um, a brief break in the the heat. So it's been really nice. I spent most of today outside. So there you go. Well, I got an advanced copy of your book, and and I told you earlier, and I'll tell our listeners, I really, really like your book. Um, I'm so glad. I'm really grateful that you've come on to talk about it, to get um, our listeners intrigued. Um, How did you get the idea from this book? Oh, well, it's um, through my blog that I write for Patheos. And back in Mm -hmm. 2019, I was a bit fed up with the pagan community because like many communities, a lot of people were complaining and grouching and, you know, I was just getting a little bit fed up with it. So I wrote a blog uh, called Being a Positive Pagan in a Dark World. And yeah, the world is always tremendously dark and horrible things keep happening. Um, But I was just, I just wanted to just say, you know, there's some of us that, you know, just keep going, you know, and we tap into positivity. And that that blog had such a huge response. I mean, to this day, I still get messages about it. And I think a lot of us are a lot of people that are, you know, that think of themselves as positive, they're sort of underground, you know, because, you know, being positive is sort of seen as a negative thing, or that you're naive or unworldly. And I don't know, it just, it really struck a nerve. And so um, I came, I looked around and I didn't really see a book like this. And so I approached Llewellyn and said, Hey, you know, I don't see a book like this. Would you all be interested? This is the response I got. I think people would really um, like something like this. And and that's how the book was, was born basically. That's interesting. That's so interesting. You say that because I tend to be perky. I just tend to be, I come from a family that um, whether it's uh, you consider it a, a strength or a weakness, humor mm-hmm. is a big thing with us. I mean, we typically end up laughing at funerals. We just find humor <laughs> yeah. in things. And um, it's funny, um, I've had people in my spiritual community, I had somebody once call me Mary Poppins because she didn't feel like I was gothy or witchy enough. Um, I look right. like a soccer mom. But I'm like, so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that people um, – yeah, they. I don't think they realize um, positivity is magic. It's a deep it energy. Yeah, yeah, and it and it is an energy force that you can tap into to get things done. So, um, but what's really important that I like to stress in the book, it's like it does not negate that bad things happen or that we go through rough days or um, right. anything like that, you know? So, and um, I mentioned this in the introduction, like during the edits of the book, I myself, like I suffer from seasonal affective disorder and, and the edits uh-huh. just came to a complete and utter stop. I could not, I barely got out of bed. I was having a hard time getting through the day. And, you know, there's things that I do to move myself through, you know, right. um, 
my seasonal affective disorder and it wasn't working. And then finally I was like, wait a second, I wrote a whole book on this subject. <laughs> so Isn't that I true? went back through the book and that's how I finished <laughs> up editing it, you know, to catch the typos and stuff. Because I, I literally, because to me action's so important that keeps you going and that sort of jump starts things. And I literally did everything in the book. I mean, all the things in the book are things I have personally done at one point or another. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely um, things that I've learned and I wanted to share with other people. Yeah, and that's really interesting. I will tell our listeners, um, uh, Positive Pagan sounds like it's just kind of like a self-help book. It is actually not. It's, it has a very grimoire flavor. Um, you have exercises and rituals and very experiential things that you can do throughout the book as you talk about each thing, which I yeah, think is really, you. really good so that, you know, I can read the chapter on how to start, but then you give me step-by-step things that I can do in the uh, mundane world that kind of get that energy going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was really important to me. And, and also, you know, I also wanted to point out in the book that it's sort of a springboard. So for example, like if I say use lavender and something, you know, I want people to feel free to say, you know, lavender doesn't do it for me. I want to use rosemary instead. And, you know, just sort of, but it's like a springboard to do whatever, you know, your intuition is telling you or whatever magical practice you're doing that calls you to do other things. But, but you know, if you're right. new to it or if you're seasoned, um, it's it goes both ways. So for like a new person, it's really helpful to get them started. And the seasoned uh, readers that I've had said, you know, this is really great because it brings me back to, you know, the excitement of, you know, getting spell work done and, and having things happen and, and getting back yeah. to it. Cause you know, we all have lulls. And um, so I, th- right. this book a lot, um, it's basically me, even if you haven't met me, it's me in book form. And I really, I really stress, I want people to read the forward and the introduction and then the rest you can just dip into as you need it because I'm the kind of person I'll just open a book randomly and I'll just do like, uh-huh. okay, you know, for inspiration or I'll do bibliomancy or something like that. Um, so I wanted this book to be the same way. So did you um what is your spiritual background? Did you did you grow up pagan? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, not a hundred percent. I grew up with a form of uh folk magic, uh that, you know, mm-hmm. um I was raised by my mother and my grandmother. My mom is German. And you talk about that in the book. Yeah, yeah, my grandmother's Austrian, my mom is German, and so they both did a lot of things that you would call folk magic, and honestly, for most of my life, it was just, like, they wouldn't necessarily call it that we had a kitchen altar or that, you know, um, we manifested things or did spell work. Like, if you said that to them, I mean, they were were basically a Catholic family. Yeah, they right. would just be like, what? What are you talking about? But because they grew up, you know, in Europe um, and also bordered Italy, Austria borders Italy. So there's a little bit of that strega that is in there, strega magic. Um, I didn't really have language for it. I just thought really it was stuff that my family did. I mean, I would read things in right. books and be like, oh, we do that. And then when I... Um, got older and I had language for it. I was like, Oh, I do this already. Like I do all of this already. I just didn't have the language for it. So, so yeah, I grew up with a a mixture of both. I grew up going to Catholic school, um, but I'm not Mm -hmm. Catholic. That's a really weird long story. And, (laughs) but we, Mm -hmm. you know, we did a lot of folk magic kind of things at home. So. Yeah. You know, that's funny you say that because that's a trend or change I've seen in the last 10 years. Um, many people used to feel like, you know, I grew up, this was my heritage, and I have to mm-hmm. let that go and do this, yeah. and now people don't. They, You know what I mean? They are combining yeah. things and practices and 
and keeping some of their ancestral um, yeah. know, spirituality that's for their families and just doing it. So, yeah, I think that that's, I think that's really, really interesting and, and um, really, really cool. Well, I really liked, and I, and I told you before, you start out, again, giving steps because um, I teach classes and I've had so many people, you know, I do a great lecture and they're real excited and they have no idea where to begin. And if I don't tell them how to open the door, they'll never go through it. So you right. do a really good job of talking about fundamentals of staying positive um, and the magic of it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Um, because I work in, um, I work presently as well in metaphysical shops. So a lot of people uh-huh. um, would come in and say, well, you know, I'm new to this. And I would always sort of laugh and smile and be like, okay, so what's this? You know, because they didn't, you know, have the mm-hmm. words for it. And so the same thing, like I felt like there was a, a gap out there of, you know, mm-hmm. here's what you do. This is what you do with a candle. This is what you do with herbs just to get people started because I think people are very fearful about it. And I wanted them to mm-hmm. feel like this is okay. These are all things you can get in your kitchen, you know, and start, mm-hmm. you know, feeling the energy and the magic and things like that. But as far as positivity, um, I liken it to, like, for me, I call it an ember. Um, so there's an ember in me that I tap into that um, taps me into the flow of positivity. Sometimes it gets covered up with not feeling great, having a lousy day, going through some hard times, but I know it's there. And what's really interesting is one time I heard Gloria Vanderbilt, Anderson Cooper's mom, she mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Obviously her life was full of lots of tragedy, and she called it a right. diamond. And I knew immediately, I was like, okay, you get it. Like you understand. Like she called it her Isn't diamond that, that she accessed. Yeah, and so for me, it's always been an ember. You know, for other people, it'd be other things. Um, it also feels like a waterfall that you just sort of like, you know, when it flows through you and things are flowing and things are going well, it's something that you can action gets you to that energy source. So it can boost your spell work. It can get things happening for you because we all want certain things, right? Like a relationship or a different job or something, but you're not going to get it if you don't do anything. So this book is basically saying, here, start with one thing. And that moves into another thing, and then just sort of build upon it and see where it goes. I like that, and I like that, that answer you, your question. Again, I hope I did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I know. I like how you break it down. Um, you start out by saying you just make a choice that you're going to try to be positive. I, I think just the act of doing that, um, and you also um, talk about three things that I think are so important that people overlook. Uh, many. Um, People in my class come and they've read a book and they're really excited to, um, you know, do these big prosperity spells, you know, do all these big things. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not going to work to learn how to ground and center and meditate. And you really start with the basics. Yes. Which is, which I think is really, really smart. I think people, and so when I'm not feeling good and I'm not feeling very spiritual, those are those. Grounding, centering, and meditation is what I go to. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I mean, it really it really helps. And also, protection is really important because I don't think people realize how much energy people throw around. I mean, it can be carelessly. It can be on, on purpose. But some people can be busy throwing, like, some negative energy at you. And if you're not, like, shielded, 
grounded and protected, it's going to come all over you because there are times where you're just like, wait a minute, I, I was in a great mood and all of a sudden I'm feeling lousy. You really sort of have to stop and say, is this mine? Because if it's not, then you need to like move it through your body and then keep it moving. Um, but if it is yours, obviously there's steps that you can do. Like I'm really big on turning the mundane into magical. So I always say like mm-hmm. start with something simple and like every morning, uh, I'm not a morning person by any stretch. <laughs> and so like, I always make sure like, cause I can be downright grouchy. Um, I always make sure like I stir my coffee a certain number of times. And then that just sort of gets me in a magical mindset. And I'm like, all right, I can do this. I can move forward, you know, and, and, you know, and make that choice to be positive. Cause I'm certainly not feeling positive waking up but um and you make that choice you know to do that and then that's how things get done and and you know happen um and so that's like what's really important to me I think people overlook that I think you know they think oh you just light a candle and you know your boyfriend's going to appear at the door and it takes a lot more work it's sort of like building a foundation to get you to that relationship that you want so right right and absolutely and I'm a again I'm the I'm a big one for, um, I've done a lot of prosperity workshops and I've done a, I'm a big one for we live in, for me, we live in the physical plane. So you have yes. to do the mundane as well as the magic. And I tell people, you can, you can do circles at a double eclipse to the cows come home, but if you don't send out a resume, you're not going to get a job. So exactly. I, yeah. I agree. I think you have to, to do, um, you have to do both. And you also talk a lot, a big thing with me and, and I wonder if this is just something how we're raised. Um, gratitude is something I go to very easily. I'm kind of a perky person, so I'm kind of a glass half full. So when mm-hmm. something not great happens, I'll be like, my first thought is immediately, well, it could have been worse. And it's right. funny, my partner is just the opposite. He um, is kind of a, and he's a wonderful person, and he's kind of a glass half empty kind of guy. And so he'll get out of it. If something happens, he immediately goes to, you know, this is terrible. And it's funny. Do you find that? Can you teach yourself to have gratitude? Well, I think the the thing that gets forgotten with gratitude, and um, I think this is where, like, toxic positivity comes in, is to me toxic positivity has a lot of, like, unfinished sentences. (laughs) So it tells you Mm -hmm. to be grateful, but it doesn't tell you why. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. to give you perspective. And perspective is what is important because, you know, like, when we're in a bad mood and we're in, like, a negative head spiral, it's all about us, right? And so Mm -hmm. if you are grateful for something, it gets you out of your head. And that's why I'm also really big on doing things for others, whether it's like tending to a plant or a pet or feeding the birds outside, it gets you out of your head because I find, you know, we can get so bogged down with ourselves, like, why is this happening to me? And, you know, all these things right. that, that you know, gratitude is not going to work um, because they're not, you're not going to have that perspective. But if you realize that that's what you're supposed to, you know, that's why you're doing it, I think that helps boost it a little bit. So you're not just being like, oh, I'm grateful for this, all a lot. You know, you are literally naming the things. It's like, okay, it, you know, yeah, it could be worse. I'm not a huge fan of that saying, but it just, it gives you perspective, like, or even like looking right. like a year ago, look how far I've come. And because we never really right. pat ourselves on the back either, um, just to give you perspective to see like, okay, hey, this will not last forever. You know, you need something to push through this, 
be, you know, what can you list that you're grateful for? You know, and um, like one year I did a gratitude journal every day and I'm a huge coffeeaholic and I swear like literally every day I wrote coffee. <laughs> it was my first thing because I am so, I'm so funny. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I tell people it's like, you know, find different ways to, you know, say you're grateful, like write it on post-its, put it in a jar, you know, do it in a journal, you know, just list it mentally, you know, do all your fingers and toes, just, you know, find a way to make it appealing to you. And then, you know, that shifts your energy because you're getting that perspective. Yeah. And I also think, um, and because him and I talk a lot about it, I think it's also reframing, looking at things and, um, um, yeah, and just saying, well, you know, just look at it a, a different way. I remember um, not too long ago I had major car problems, and it was expensive, and it was just a hassle, and I didn't really have the money, and and all these things. And then immediately I thought, well, you know what? I actually do have the money. I just have to take it out of savings. And there yeah. are many people in the world that wouldn't have the money to do this, and there's people in the world that don't even have a car. So exactly. suck it up to yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I, or how I many times have we, you know, know gotten a, like a job, you know, like our job, you know, our job ended for whatever reason, we're, you know, it's the end of right. the world. And how many times have we been directed to a much better job that we're much better, you know, much happier with? Same sort of thing. That is actually odd. You to me, I was laid off from a, um, I worked at a company for like 20 years. Another company came in a bottom. And for yeah. two years, I was miserable. Um, yeah. And they laid off a whole division and I was part of it. They were gracious. They did offer me another job, but I didn't want it. And I, it took me a while to get there, but I realized, had they not laid me off, I, I don't like to leave things. I'd still be there and be miserable. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, exactly. the gods knew what they were doing when they shoved me out the door. Yep, agreed. That happened to me too. Yeah. So yeah, so I understand that completely. Yeah, isn't that funny? And you know, we're talking about yeah. gratitude. Just an example of your book. You give lots of activities. Tell us a little bit about a gratitude altar. I mean, you really. Um, take your concepts and, and, and have different activities with them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, I mean, gratitude altar can just be really simple. I think people get caught up thinking they have to have something flashy, but um, I have like a space on my desk that's like my gratitude altar. So it just has um, like picture of my sons and it's got like a candle. It's got items of nature because that makes me feel connected. So it's just a real nice visual cue um, just to remind me, like if I'm working at my laptop, it's a lousy day. I I can just look over and see it. Um, And it just, shifts my perspective gives me a little bit of an energy boost and you know I change it up regularly obviously and with mm-hmm. the seasons usually and um, yeah so it's something simple that you can do that doesn't really take a lot of time I think people get caught up in you know shiny objects and feeling like they have to have all these really cool things and I, I'm really saying that a lot in the book a lot of the stuff that you just you already have in your home or you can repurpose or you can thrift or you know just things that are meaningful to you um, as opposed just to going out and getting something new and, you know, shiny. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I love to shop as well. But, um, yeah, definitely things that you can do. So, yeah. Well, what did you like about the gratitude? Frustrating. Well, it's well, same thing. I have – it made me actually want to – I'm going to create one. Um, and, again, oh, nice. I, my ideal is to, like – change it up a little bit with different areas of my life. Um, you know, children, faith, um, you know, I have strong hobbies. I mean, absolutely. So, nice. and again, I think that um, that was just a concept I hadn't thought of. You know, 
I think of altars as something formal and, you know, I have a healing altar, I have a deity altar, and that was just something that was really fun. And it's actually kind of like um, um, a space that I would just walk by. I'm going to put it in my office so I could look at it, and that will trigger me, um, you know, almost like a talisman or an amulet that will trigger me to be to think of something positive. Yes. So that's what I really really like. That would be great. I will. I mean, yeah. So I thought that was really. Like I said, I read through this and I thought, oh, this gave me all these ideas of um, (laughs) different things to do. You talked a little bit earlier about toxic positivity. What is that? Well, toxic positivity, I think a lot of people are turned off by people that are relentlessly positive. Um, And Mm -hmm. that's why I was sort of adamant that the cover of the book has Yeah, it's not realistic um, because uh, nothing is ever completely bright or completely dark. That's why I was really insistent, like, on the cover, we've got the sun and the moon because we do have, you know, um, brightness from the sun, but it's never completely dark. We have stars and the moon and and things like that um, just to give people perspective. Um, So, yeah, um, so to me, like I think I said earlier, to me, toxic positivity. I just did this whole discussion on this on uh, Llewellyn Con. Um, and people were just so interested in this subject, and I could talk about it forever, but I just feel like they're unfinished sentences. You know, like um, I use the yeah. example, like they're always saying, make your bed. Well, you know, uh, for a very long time, I didn't make my bed because what's the point? You just get back in it, right? And so if right. someone had said, make your bed because, A, you've done one thing, it, which is one thing that you can start your day with. Like, and it feels better to get to Chris Cheeks. Absolutely. Right. And it changes and it changes the energy in your room. And if somebody right. had told me that, it would just be like, oh, so I feel like a lot of these, you know, and I'm all for a good meme or a saying, but it doesn't have like a complete thought to it. And a lot of times, too, I think po- when people are relentlessly positive, they're negating or not validating a person's pain. And, you know, being human, right. we go through a lot of challenges, a lot of horrific things. We never really know what another person's going through at the moment. So right. I'm of the mindset, you know, just, you know, A, be polite, and then B, it just, you know, telling somebody it is what it is, that's like the worst thing. I, I do not like that mm-hmm. phrase because, you know, that's not okay because you're negating the fact that things can change. Um, it just, mm-hmm. It's just not great at the moment, you know, and to really listen and be there for the other person as opposed to just giving them some little pissy saying, uh, you know, what happened to listening and, and being supportive of someone or, you know, lighting a candle for them or, or you know, just if, with their permission, sending them healing energy, um, things that you can do for a person, um, change the energy in their home. Uh, that's something that you can do. I mean, I think there's a lot of advantages to being magical people that I think we forget, you know, mm-hmm. because we think it's just ritual or um, wheel of the year. But I'm saying, you know, go to your friend's apartment that is not feeling depressed and maybe change up the energy. And you could do that by clapping right. or ringing a bell or, you know, herb smoke, mm-hmm. Florida water. There's all kinds of things you could do um, to help your friend through what they're going through. So, Yeah, I totally and it's funny, in times of stress, I think we forget we're magical people. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. We feel like it's kind of like, you know, there's nothing I can do. And, I'm, and then, it, you know, it'll hit me. Well, actually, there's lots I can do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it's just – but, again, I think um, – that's why I think your book is really good. I think, Thanks. for me, a lot of things are a habit. So, yeah. like, if I get used to meditating, and I, ha- and I have to schedule it. 
I have to yeah. literally schedule time. And then if I do it consistently for a while, then it'll feel weird if I don't. So, yeah. you know, I think it's maybe me, but it's almost like I have to get my, my body and my mind and my aura used to doing some of these things so that it becomes right. an expectation. Yeah, because then things become easier. And like I said, it's just it's just little things that you can do because I think a lot of time people get overwhelmed by the big picture, and I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start out with something small, like I said, just stirring you know, your coffee cup in the morning a, a certain number of times, mm-hmm. that gets you in the mindset, and then that just can lead to other things, you know, like looking at your gratitude altar or, you know, uh, lighting a candle for someone. I mean, there's little things that mm-hmm. you can do, and I think um, I'm really appreciative of the fact that people have – picked up on that, that it's, I mean, I've Mm -hmm. gotten a lot of messages messages that have said, thank you so much for making this simple and practical, Mm -hmm. because I get so easily overwhelmed by other books. And I was like, oh, thank you, because that was important to me. I mean, I didn't want it to feel unreachable that, you know, a lot of the stuff is in your kitchen cupboard or, you know, buy birthday candles at the grocery store next time. Those are quick and easy that you can use, you know? Right. Right. So, right. We, many of us like ceremonial things and big things. But most of us oh, yeah. don't have time to devote three yeah. to four hours a day doing stuff. So, yeah. and, also, and I love that stuff. I know, have noticed, yeah. yeah, I have noticed a trend um, of people. And it was almost for a long time. It was like I had a life, and then magic was something I did over here that was special. Right. But right. it's become much more fulfilling for me when it's simply part of my life. Absolutely. Found ways yeah. to weave in. And I think that's what your book does a really good job doing, is weaving magic into your life. Um, yes. Something else I found interesting, too, is that, um, you know, paganism is an umbrella term. Um, mm-hmm. Just like Christianity, um, Baptists and Catholics, we consider them very different, but they're both mm-hmm. Christian. And pagans mm-hmm. the same way. Your book does not really talk to any specific tradition. I think anybody who follows um, uh, an earth-centered path or, or a positive path would enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, a lot of my um, friends from high school, um, I went to a Catholic all-girl high school. <laughs> they've, they've actually bought the book, and they are just, like, so excited for me and uh, actively using it because I say that in the introduction. It's like uh, I'm not interested in gatekeeping and, you know, restrictions and, you know, levels of, you know, degrees or whatever. It's like if you hug a tree, that's good enough for me. You appreciate nature and realize that that's, mm-hmm. you know, the energy of this planet. You know, you can do these things, and it will not, you know – it, it it will enhance what you do, like spiritually, whatever your <coughs> spiritual path is. So, gesundheit. Well, what's funny, they say the age of Aquarius, which we're entering into, is a mm-hmm. time of much more introspection and mystical and that people are more open to those things. Like most people know what meditation is. Most people know what yoga is. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that yeah. then you look at 25 years ago, that stuff seems spooky. I think people... Right. Um, are willing to put practices in their life and, and, you know, and then it just seems more normal than it used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Like grounding and centering. um, You do not have to be pagan to ground and center. And most people do that now, but you know what I mean? Most people have been a tree sometime or another. Mm -hmm. So exactly. uh, Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of a, I think that's funny. Tell me, um, how do you think being positive uh, improves or affects your magical practice? Mm. 
Well, for me, um, I find, like I said, positivity to me is an energy force, so I use it to enhance my magical practice because, um, and it's really funny, Patty says that in her foreword that (laughs) she realized her spells were not working because she wasn't really Mm -hmm. invested in it or feeling positive about it. And she noticed when she was in a much better frame of mind that things, you know, were happening and things were working. And that's, that's what I feel like um, as well. It's just, it's a, it's an energy that you can tap into to sort of like, to me, it's like rocket fuel. It just sort of boosts what you're doing um, for your spell work or your rituals and things like that. And your life in general, because to me, you know, like I love that feeling of when everything is flowing and I'm in a good space and, and things are happening and I've made things happen and I'm going in a good direction. It feels, it really does feel like a waterfall and it's just like things are flowing. And then when I get out of kilter, it is a huge difference. It is a huge difference. Like if my mind's not in it, if I'm feeling bad about something or, you know, it's winter and I'm struggling with, you know, my seasonal affective disorder, I know not to struggle and to, to necessarily fight against it. I mean, I acknowledge it. Um, and I think a lot of people want to shove that like under the rug and, and they don't want to admit like bad things happen, but I don't know anybody that hasn't had, you know, some sort of tragedy or, or sad things or horrible things happen to them. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like the human condition, you know? Um, so that's what I hope comes across in this book is that I acknowledge that. And it's like, there's days where you can't get out of bed or you can't get something done. Mm-hmm. So I want you to just like be able to pick up the book, turn to a random page and be like, you know, I can do that. Let me see how I feel at the end of this, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it mm-hmm. is meditation or, you know, a little ritual or lighting a candle or something. So. Right. Cause you have so many different things, you know, that mindset yeah. of I can't do everything, but at least I can do one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all achievable. It's not like, you know, I'm saying you have to go, like, to the Himalayas to buy the certain salt or anything. It just is like, you know, use what you have. Um, You know, if you want to get more stuff, that's great, but, you know, let's start with this. And then, like I said, you know, the beauty of it is, you know, you can springboard into whatever works for you. So if this leads you down a path of, like, say you're – you know, you didn't really know about herbs before, but you did a couple of the rituals, right. and now all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I really like herbs, and that leads to you studying for an herbalism certificate or something. What a great thing because, you know, that led you down this path of something that is ultimately important to you. Absolutely, and it's funny. I think that um, at least in my practice, it's like um, I go down rabbit holes or something that wasn't interesting to me five years ago, all of a sudden – my life has changed. It becomes interesting to me. You talked about Florida water. Explain to our listeners what Florida water is. Uh, well, Florida water is, um, <laughs> they call it that because there's this really great picture of the um, fountain of youth in Florida. Right. Um, but basically, what's really interesting is, like, my grandmother used this cologne that's well-known in Europe, like 4711, and it smells like Florida water. And so, you know, I it grew up with that, is. like, sprinkled yeah all over the place yeah and so when I worked in a metaphysical shop and we were selling Florida water it's just basically it's water with certain herbs in it and it is used for cleansing (laughs) so you know you can definitely make your own I I really love regular Florida water so I tend to always have some available because it's really great for cleansing I think people forget to you know cleanse their doorways and um, because you know you don't want to bring all that energy in, like say you're out, you know, shopping and you get into crowds and it's Mm -hmm. it's affecting you negatively, you know, sprinkle some Florida water 
on your threshold, you know, and just, you know, so that way it doesn't come into your house and, you know, adds to, you know, whatever's going on. So it's just a really good cleansing tool and you can use it to cleanse ritual, um, like your ritual items. You can use it, like I said, to wash doorways. I like to do it like every couple of months just to cleanse my doorways and my windows and my door handles and things like that. That's really cool. Do you yes, use your book gives some examples. Yes, I'm not as much. It's new for me. Uh, uh, my partner, who has a background in ceremonial magic, is really into root working, and so he really uses it and really, really likes it. But something that um, I found interesting that I've been playing with is um, floor washes, um, mm-hmm. and how powerful that is, and and putting your intention and and using specific essential oils, and so so yeah. and Florida water goes on into that. So, um, so mm-hmm. yeah. I find, and again, that's something that I wasn't really interested in five years ago. And now, like I said, I'm doing much more magical things in my daily life, and so it just becomes. You, it takes something that is ordinary and makes it magical to do. So it does. Um, it's just and more it fun. changes the energy, which is like such a, a, I love that feeling of like when the energy shifts. Um, probably I'm addicted to it, you know. So it's like, you know, instead of washing your floor with like pine fall, which I did for, forever, right. um, using intentional uh, movements and, you know, herbs or Florida water, um, it just adds a magical element to it. And oh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it because it is like such you know, a mundane task, but you can turn it into something magical that is a benefit to, you know, you and your family and or whoever's in your home, you know. So, yeah, it's definitely a good thing. And you have a whole section, if I remember, of your book that talks about your home. And you also have your car. Mm-hmm. Now, I found that very yep. interesting because I do things for my home all the time. I'm in my car all the time, and I never do anything for my car. Tell us about yeah. that. I thought that was really, really interesting. Oh, yeah, I even include the mailbox, too, because I'm like such a – I love getting mail, so I included that as well. Um, so your car, I mean, I love my little car, and so <laughs> I, I treat it like it's an entity, you know, um, as uh-huh. opposed to just a shell with an engine. And so I do little things like I'll wipe it down with Florida water. I have, like, a hagstone hanging from, like, my rear view mirror just for, like, protection and things. Um, you know, I peri- periodically, you know, sweep it out, you know, to change up the energy in it. Because um, I, I, I just feel like it's, you know, it's an energy exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works because, you know, my car has hardly had any problems. And it's an old car. And I just feel like it's this mutual energy exchange of, like, you take care of me when I drive, and I will take care of you so that you're looking spiffy and, you know, not bedraggled and, mm-hmm. um messy and things like that because like sometimes I mean I know people um can uh, let their cars get sort of messy (laughs) but it's just Uh like that to me is just like it's such stagnant energy so that's not a good thing to do you know I mean you don't want that happening when this you know it's a major responsibility to drive a car you know that you need to have that energy clear so that you know you can be safe and protected so yeah so I included that because I thought that was important as well I had somebody so, thank me for the mailbox. I thought that was cute. <laughs> yeah, that's say, really um, cute. I mean, that's like, like, never like I said, that, I had so. ever, I had ever, um, I'd ever thought about um, of doing. And so I was like, oh, but my car, like I said, I've done a lot of house things, and I've done, but I'm like, I've not done my car. I'm like, that yeah. is so, so really a great, a great idea. Oh, thanks. So tell us some ways that you just embrace 
um, positivity in your day-to-day life? Like, do you set up, you talk about rituals. Do you have certain rituals that you do? Rituals, yeah. Yeah, pretty much every day. Um, and sometimes I forget, so they're they're not hard and fast, but I'm not um, hard on myself. Like, every day, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I have to remind myself to ground, center, and protect, <laughs> you know, because right. I wake up, I'm in a fog. Um, so what I do is when I start my day, I definitely meditate. And I use an app called Insight Timer. So if anybody's struggling with monkey mind, I get it. Um, The app is really good to sort of get you on a schedule. And I always say start out with five minutes, you know, and it's okay to have thoughts come through because for so long I thought, oh, God, I have to go to my happy place. And, you know, then I'd start thinking of my grocery list. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's just a way for your body to recharge. And everybody has 10 minutes a day. I'm sorry, you do. But I always have people like, I just don't have time. I'm like, yes, you do. (laughs) Because it will add to your time in the morning. Um, So definitely meditate. I stir my coffee, like I said, um, a magical number of times. Um, I usually clean off my desk because I clean off the energy because I don't want yesterday's stuff um, hanging around. So I've got like a spray that I use that is like road opening spray. Um, So I will use that to spray like in my workspace. Um, then, you know, usually what I do is, like, anytime I leave the house, I wear protective jewelry. Um, that's really important to me. So I always, always, always wear, like, a hematite ring. That's important uh-huh. to me because, you know, it helps me. It's like a visual cue, and it also has good energy. So, like, if I'm out in crowds and stuff, it's not quite so horrific. <laughs> you know, right. crowds just I'm – an, I'm an ambivert, so sometimes crowds can be a lot for me. So – um, so there's that. And then what else do I do? Definitely do the car thing. I, you know, usually try to cleanse it and keep it clean and stuff like that and uh, give it some loving. And what else do I do? That's the course of the day. I, I meditate twice a day. So I usually do that as well in the afternoon. And then I am always at my altar at one point of the day. Um, I'm devoted mm-hmm. to Bridget. I have other deities mm-hmm. as well, but Bridget is the one that guides me. And so I definitely spend a good five, ten minutes, you know, and sometimes it's just sort of just staring at the candle or, right. you know, um, or just sitting in front of it um, because it's really important. I think there's so much noise in our lives that right. I have this sentence, be still and listen, because when I am still and I listen, all kinds of amazing things like either pop up, right. come to me, they tell me or they nudge me, and um, that uh, is wonderful. And so I try to incorporate that in my day as well. Absolutely, because for me, the gods don't shout, they whisper. And if you're not quiet, you don't hear. Exactly. I mean, sometimes they smack me outside the head. But, yeah, there's a lot of times where I have to be really still and and listen, you know. And even if it's something like, you know, I don't pull cards every day, but um, I will try to do at least a couple of days. Like, you know, I'll pull one and be like, what's, you know, what's the thought for today? Or I'll do a full reading, like I did a full reading today for, you know, summer solstice. And uh, and I uh-huh. definitely follow the wheel of the year. Um, that has been, because I follow now um, a Celtic spirituality because of Bridget. And uh-huh. it just has me settled into, like, I feel connected to the land that we live right. on. And it just is, I just feel like I am part of the planet and I can move through life a lot easier. I think there's a lot of things on this planet that keep us disconnected. And so that's why we're not grounded or centered, you know, kind of thing. So I think that's really important mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. I know. And I grew up in New York, York so I have, yeah, so I grew up in New York city. So I have a lot of little tips in there for, you know, so 
So I don't want people to feel like, well, I live in the city. I can't do things. Yes, you can. Because right. <laughs> I did a lot of these living in New York City. So, Yeah. What are some tips or – because, you know, they're, like you said, things happen, and sometimes the dark things come and it's overwhelming. What, what can yeah. you do to tread water or, you know, do as best as you can do? Um, definitely be kind to yourself. Um, I think we're usually so hard on ourselves. Um, so that's why I think sometimes doing like little rituals can be self-care and, you know, and self-care is, you know, it's more than bubble baths and chocolate. That's great too. But I just feel like connecting to our magic and, but not feeling bad. Like if you feel lousy for several days because your heart's broken or somebody passed away, I mean, don't be hard on yourself. Just take lots of deep breaths, stay hydrated and, you know, wait till there's a space where you you can do something to bring you back to the magic. And, you know, I, I, I'm really strongly um, encouraging people to get to nature. You know, if you can hug a tree, if you can, you know, walk barefoot to get some grounding in, that those are things that you can do that don't take up a whole lot of time or energy, but it's something that you can do that connects you to the earth. Um, and if you can't do any of that, get like a, a plant at the grocery store and just put your fingers in the dirt and just do that so that you can feel connected. Because I think that's a lot of times we sort of spin off into like negative self-talk or, or just in sadness. And I feel like connecting to the planet brings us back into a magical space that can help us move right. through the hard times. And that you're not alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And a spiritual practice always helps. Um, To me, that is really important as well. So that's why I leave that open to just like whatever spiritual practice you all have. But if you don't have one, just light a candle and just stare into the flame. That is plenty. You know, so it's like a lot of simple things. I think people get overwhelmed and feel like they have to do a list of things. And I just sort of break it down and say like, no, 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 just walk barefoot in the grass, you know, touch some dirt or look at a candle. Any of those things can help you as you move through you know, whatever it is you're moving through, whether it be grief or, you know, heartbreak or anything like that. Yeah. Well, you've heard all my favorite things. What are, what are your favorite rituals? What, what of this book are the favorite things you put in here that you do all the time? Oh, <laughs> well, it's funny because I, um, I thought you were going to ask me that, and um, I looked it up, and my favorite is the Trail of Breadcrumbs ritual. I love doing that one. Um, and I have it. Like, what page is it? The Walking Trail of Breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like on page one seventeen, and it's it's really simple. It's uh, a couple of herbs in a bowl, uh, you know, like a cup of tea, uh, candle, paper, and pen. And so you light the candle, you have your tea, and then you just start going backwards through your life. Like you take the herbs just for a sensory experience, and you you know you hold the tea in your hand. You could do it with a friend or yourself, but you look backwards in your life and then you sort of look, you know, you try to be dispassionate and you sort of look backwards to see like all the things that you've done. And you can sort of, I call it the trail of breadcrumbs. Like, oh, I always, I usually do this. Oh, this is how I react to things. And then so it just gives you perspective. Um, But you have to do it sort of dispassionately and just be like, you know, do like a little highlight reel of your life and see if you can connect the dots. Because I, I love doing that because I feel like it's like, oh, that helps me with like, oh, this is why I'm reacting to X, Y, Z right now because, you know, these things happen like in my childhood and I carried that forward as a teenager and then I started adding this to it and now I'm an adult. 
And this is why I react the way I do. And it sort of helps you shift, you know, how you react to things and helps you feel a little bit better because you can see the progress as well. Oh, that's really, that's a really interesting. And I like the idea of doing it with a friend because it's funny. Friends will keep you honest. Absolutely. Um, I remember, was it an Instagram? I remember I took um, like a quiz or I took a test. We were going to take a class with one of my friends. And I was, you know, we were saying it out loud and I was answering it. And she looked at me and she burst out laughing. She goes, you're not like that. I go, what? I go, I'm, (laughs) you know, really time disciplined. She goes, no, you're not. You do what you want to do. That's And it was just funny because I was like, okay, I guess I'm not. So, yeah, I do think that that's a a good idea to do it with somebody so that they, uh, you know, makes you. Oh, I did that with a a friend recently, and I was, like, bemoaning this um, person I know, and my my friend just called me on it and, like, literally listed, like, six things, how that person had never been there for me, and why am I so surprised? And I was like, whoa, okay. Like, you know, and I saw this little trail of breadcrumbs that was like, oh, yeah, I didn't say anything at that point, and then she did, this person did this, you know, and so that was, that was fun, you know. Um, you know, you just have to give yourself some credit for getting through the days, you know, and just realize, like, wow, okay, and learn from it and move on. So, yeah, that was real eye-opening. It was hilarious. So, Isn't that funny? Yeah. And yeah. I think I remember you also have something in your book that I'm a big fan of, and that's vision boards. I love vision boards. Yeah. Yeah. I do, too. Um, it's funny, the uh, woman I work for, she can't stand them, but I'm just like, they're visual cues of what you want, and, you know, it can be a fun activity, and I also discovered in the long run, I love doing collage, so, I mean, that was like, you know, a winner for me, and so, yeah, I mean, and I've had um, really simple ones, I've had different ways of doing it, but, yeah, vision boards, I think, are really good, so you sort of keep your eye on the prize, and you have it where you see it um, every day, so I had mine, like, propped up when I, you know, where I blow dry my hair, mm-hmm. And, you know, like, um, it doesn't happen every single year, but a lot of the times, you know, you look back, I love to do it like on New Year's Eve or something, and I'll be like, whoa, like some of, you know, some of this stuff happened, or I achieved this, or I got, you know, somehow in the scheme of things, I got this, and isn't that amazing? So, you know, it's just a good boost to your ego as well, because it's like, wow, you know, because you don't think all the time of like, well, I accomplished this or I did this. And so it's a nice visual cue to, you know, pat yourself on the back and say, wow, you know, look at all these things that I did do, you know, that I accomplished. So, Yeah, I like them too because, and, and these are reasons why I like a lot of things in your book. I think, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of pagans are very in their head. They like to read, yeah. like I've met so many people who have, 20 books on candle magic. They can tell you all about it, but they've never dressed and lit a candle. So I think um, if you do a vision board correctly, it's not as simple as it sounds because the pictures and the words force you to choose. Yes. You really have to figure out what you want. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's, uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. It's like, because a lot of people are like, I don't know what I want. Well, how do you expect to achieve it if you don't have a a general idea? You know, it doesn't have to be that specific, but I mean, you you sort of have to know what you want in order, you know, to make things happen or to work towards it. So, so yeah, it sort of helps you make that choice. It's all about choices, I think. Very (laughs) powerful things. So if I just wake up for tomorrow morning, and I don't know why, but 
I'm just feeling not there. I'm feeling blah, not very positive. What are some quick things I can do to get myself out of it? Uh, I definitely advise not looking at your phone right away. I know that's incredibly hard. Um, I struggle with that, but not looking at my phone helps. Um, looking somehow at nature, like if you look out your window and you can see a tree or something or have a plant in your room, um, definitely do that. Definitely meditate. If you don't do an app, just sit there quietly for like 10 minutes and go over you know, your body from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet and just be like, wow, you know, I have limbs, I, you know, I can see, you know, um, I had a great meal last night, you know, and just sort of go through your body doing gratitude, but also just appreciating the human form that you have. Um, And then, you know, if you have a spiritual practice, go to your altar and, um, you know, sit in front of it and just look and, you know, just very quietly think out your day um, and how you can do, maybe think of one thing you can do magically or have something to look forward to, or even something simple as like, I'm getting a book and I'm going to read about something I'm interested in, like, you know, X, Y, Z kind of magic, you know, so. That's really, I mean, that's really fun. Do you have have another project? Do you have another book on the way? Um, yeah, I am working on another one. I don't know um, if and when it'll be published, but yeah, I'm always writing, and then I always, uh, you know, I keep my blog going, so you can always find me at Witch Indeed at Pathios. So I usually write that at least once or twice a month. So thank you for asking that. Oh yeah, that's really that's fun. Well, you definitely will have to uh, come back. So leave us with one final thought on um, being a positive pagan. One final thought. How could I sum that up? (laughs) Um, I I will leave you with the thought that being a positive pagan, I think a lot of people give positivity a bad bad rap. And I grew up with this in my childhood of like um, being told I was like naive and unworldly and not aware of the horrors of the world. And in fact, as you know, I've grown up, I've learned the complete opposite. It's a very powerful thing. Um, so I want people to take that away from this, that uh, positivity is a powerful, magical energy force. Right. And your book also tells me that it can be a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have choices. I mean, we just have to make them. I think that's – like, I do say that. It's like, it, you know, what for me personally – I can get from point A to point B, but good Lord, getting me from to point A can sometimes take months. It can take years. <laughs> you know, um, it, it's just really hard. And so I wrote this book for those people like me that have a really hard time just to get to point A. But, you know, once I get to point A, I can, I can sail and I can get things done. It's just getting there sometimes is really, really hard. So hopefully this book will help. Did you have fun uh, presenting at Llewellyn Con? Oh, my gosh, I did, yeah, because um, everybody was, like, so invested and um, had, like, the chat window open, and there were people from all over the place, and uh, it was just it was just really fun, and it also brought up um, the subject of grief, which I'm not, I don't feel like I really touched on a lot in the book, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I mean, it was just like, yeah, they, you know, that people being told, like, you need to get over it, and I was like, grief right. has no timetable. You do not get over things, you know, so take that, you know, with you. And that is a positive thing of just acknowledging that sometimes it hits you like a wave and there's really nothing you could do about it except, you know, just surf with it, you know, and just let it be, remember that person and, you know, try to get to the other side. Yeah. 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 Well, your book is wonderful. And again, thank you. um, It gives you 
not only, um, you know, information, it gives you rituals and recipes and um, um, meditations. It gives you um, concrete things that you can do to put the information mm-hmm. that you give them in practice. And I think, again, I think that is something um, so needed. Um, like, like we talked about earlier, I think a lot of people read books and then they kind of look wide-eyed and they have no idea how to take that first step. And, and your book right. really does a good job of walking people through those steps. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions. Successful. Thank you. If anybody has any questions um, from this or the book, you can write to me at positivepagan at gmail.com, and I'm happy to answer and help if, you know, like you're confused about something or if you have any questions. And if you want signed copies, you they can go to your Etsy shop. Yep, I have signed copies in my Etsy shop. And then you also have a website. Yeah, lisawagoner.com, and it's uh, W-A-G-O-N-E-R. So don't forget the O in it. There you go. Well, thank you so much. You have been absolutely delightful. Um, oh, thank I you so much. I've enjoyed this. And I look forward to your next book. Yay. <laughs> Let's speak it into existence. Thank you so much. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Well, besides Lisa, I'd like to thank David and Jeanette, our sound engineers, for their technical expertise. And finally, I'd like to thank all of you out there, our listeners, for your continued support of all of our shows here on Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast or CSNP. Now remember, join us on Tuesday, July 5th, because on Circle Talk, we're going to discover the power, magic, and secrets of the Afro-Brazilian herbal witchcraft. Diego Asi will be discussing his new book, Sacred Leaves, a Magical Guide to Oersha, oh, Herbal Witchcraft. I look forward to being with you all again, so please come back. Good night, everybody, and blessed be. Thank you. Well, I'm working still, nine to five, cubicle, cold and tired. I do my job, it seems to all, I'm a regular stand-up guy. But I've got a secret that I keep where it can be found. It's around in my backyard whenever the moon is round. When I talk to my circle mates, we use a secret code. I sit in my cube, dial one up and hear the telephone ring. I hear voices say tonight, tonight, come on, let's do the round thing. And we'll go round and around and around and around, calling on a lady's name. Invoking the God with the chanting sound. Baby, leap on the sacred flame. We'll power up, we'll raise a cone to the spirits join and sing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Well, I'm off of work and on the road in the daily interstate. Got coffee stains on my pants But I look up in the sky And find I'm smiling The rising moon sees
chanting sound Gave a leap on the sacred flame Well, power up the rage of cone To the spirit's joy and sing Come on, let's do the round thing Come on, let's do the round thing My chosen family There is a mood Shines your love Pink, silver, everything You join hands In magic work Come on Let's do the round thing And we'll go round And around and around and around Call on our lady's name Invoking the God With the chanting sound Gave a leap on the sacred flame Well, power up Raise a cone to the spirit's joy and sing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Come on, let's do the round thing. Do it. Thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connecting the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash csnpodcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.